Welcome to Innovation Bites with AWH, a podcast for innovators by innovators. Join us as experts share their experiences and expertise to help you be great at innovation. Welcome everyone to Innovation Bites. My name is Lucas Latour and I am the host. Today, my guest is Chris Berry. Chris serves as the founding president of OhioX, Ohio's technology and innovation partnership. Leading OhioX since its launch in December 2019, Chris has overseen the growth of the nonprofit organization from zero to over 100 members, which includes Fortune 500 companies, startups, hospital systems, universities, tech-focused businesses like ours, and more. Chris also has served as Chief of Staff and Director of Communications at the Ohio Treasurer's Office, where he managed an $18 billion annual operating budget and a staff of 125 employees, being responsible for hundreds of billions of dollars for the state treasury. So Chris, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm really excited to, to dive in. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lucas. Looking forward to it. <laughs> for sure, man. So, um, I'm really curious. You you're one of the few people that I've that I've talked to that's kind of had experience in both the government world and sort of in the innovation like private world outside of government. I guess like how did you really get started in in innovation if you don't mind me asking? Sure. And and I don't come at it from a traditional sense or very typical sense and and also I I would say that I probably don't really have the experience that most of your guests do, but I come from, as you read off, uh, I've worked in the public sector for a long time in my career. I don't anymore. Um, and I haven't for a few years now, but I grew up as like a history and government nerd and that's what I loved and went out Mm -hmm. to DC for a while, came back to Ohio and, uh, joined the Ohio treasurer's office. And so while I was there, that's when I had the opportunity to work on things like tech and innovation and, uh, I think what was kind of fun is you don't really think of it as like this big, massive, you know, like I'm working at a Silicon Valley company, like creating all this technology, but you're just trying to find ways to improve. And uh, when you work at the state, the the end of the day, it's how can you protect tax dollars and how can you better serve Ohioans? And that's what we did. Um, and just finding interesting, creative ways to do things a, a bit better and uh, one thing led to the next, and and that's kind of how I ended up and carving out this niche of mine. Yeah, and that's that's super interesting because I feel like innovation really does start with that that simple desire to to make things better. And whether you're in government or you're in a private company or a public company for that matter, it really seems to start from that. I'm curious though, like. So what made you sort of passionate? What gets you passionate about or excited about the space? Yeah. So when I was at the treasury, there was a a few projects that I just absolutely loved that we had worked on and they all had to do with technology and bringing innovation to a marketplace or a space that was kind of overdue. And so a couple of examples were one year we took the state's checkbook. uh, So you think of billions of dollars being spent and millions of line items. And before, uh, you kind of had to be a CPA or a government accountant or someone with really in-depth knowledge to figure out where dollars went or rely on reports that just weren't easy to read. And so at the time, uh, our office decided, well, let's put it, let's put it online. So we created a thing called ohiocheckbook.com. I think it's ohiocheckbook.gov now 
where we took every single dollar that the state spent and put it on a website that was easily searchable. Anyone could go on it. So if you were in high school doing like a, you know, a government report, or uh, if you were a senior citizen who's not very tech savvy or something in between, you would be able to go to this website and it was clean. It was easy to use. The user experience was great. Uh, there were Google style search bar, compare contrast functions and features. Uh, if, if I, as a state employee, got reimbursed for $50 gas for going from Columbus to Cleveland and back, you could go in and find that check. And so it was just something that was really long overdue. And it actually was really well received, not just in Ohio, but across the country. At the time, before we launched this, ohiocheckbook.gov, Ohio had been ranked, I think, 46th in the country for government transparency. And after we launched it, uh, we, we catapulted it up to number one. And so that was this like, you know, kind of this aha moment for me because we ended up partnering with a Silicon Valley based tech company to work on it. And then all of a sudden, governments across the United States and even across the world started to look at what we had done and said, well, what, how can we do that? And it kind of built this or started this race for transparency. And every year we just tried to add to it and build it and build it. And then the second one was a thing called stable accounts. So up until a few years ago, individuals with disabilities couldn't have more than a few thousand dollars to their name based on really outdated uh, IRS rules and regulations and, and frankly laws that Congress just hadn't acted on for some time. And one of the rare instances of bipartisanship in Congress, they ended up changing those laws to say that individuals with disability could have money to their name uh, and it didn't force them into poverty and risk losing out on a lot of the benefits that they need and deserve. And so uh, our basically, the Congress said each state, though, is responsible for getting this program up and running. And it's kind of like a 529 college savings plan mm. where if you're saving for a kid to go to college, you can look across the country and find the best solution. And so like Virginia is one of those states that's kind of considered this market leader. And so that started this other opportunity where we ended up building a thing called Stable Accounts. And it, again, was something that was completely new to the marketplace. We built it, you know, zero to one and ended up having like, I don't know, eight or 12 other states and end up using our interface. We would help them with branding so they could kind of white label it for their state. But at the end of the day, it was all on the same platform, all in the same uh, within the same operating system because it, it allowed economies of scale, essentially. And so the more people in it, the investment costs could go down. And so those were just like two examples that were incredibly fun, had big impact for taxpayers and citizens. And that was, you know, technology. And you had to work with, you know, FinTech or, or Silicon Valley based companies. And it just took me down this past path to see the potential of innovation and tech and what that can do for citizens and taxpayers. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And I actually, I had no idea you were uh, that innovative within uh, the treasury department. That's, that's pretty cool. It's, it's really awesome to hear too about the transparency. That's an insane amount of transparency. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. it's, it's pretty, and, and I'll, it took a ton of people to do it. So I was just one piece and I'm not a coder or developer. So a lot of the hard work didn't rest on my shoulders. And it was truly a team effort. And then to the credit of others, you know, in local governments, we ended up saying, hey, this is so popular at the state level. There's 3,900 local governments across the state. We're going to offer to put your checkbooks online. And so by the time we, I ended up leaving office, I think we had 1,000 governments across the state 
that committed to do so. And so just like we put our checkbook at the state level, you could find every single dollar and every single cent that was spent, you know, two bucks for a pack of pencils or millions of dollars for new construction equipment uh, or something in between. States did it, or I'm sorry, local governments did it. So cities and counties, even a couple universities and school districts. And so it was really cool, but it was a true kind of like good government movement where all sorts of people at all levels of government across the state made the whole thing possible. Yeah. I, I feel like I could ask you a hundred questions about that, but <laughs> I, I want to make sure uh, I want to talk about what you're doing now because it's super interesting. So I, I want to, will you tell us a little bit of more about what Ohio X is? Like, how did you you know, kind of decide to come to, to start Ohio X and tell us a little bit about what it does? Sure. So uh, as we just talked about, I had been working in in state government. So a few years ago at this point, government is one of those things where there's all sorts of elected officials coming and going. And so every few years, there's kind of this reshuffling of offices and who's doing what. And and, and, And that's just not like the governor or statewide elected officials. That's a lot of staff. So people will, throughout a career, if you work in state government, oftentimes, you could work at four or five different departments or agencies over your career because there's just so much kind of shuffling. And in some ways, it's very uncertain because if an election goes one way or the other, you could be out of an out of a job or you could have this really amazing opportunity pop up. And so I was kind of at the place where I was just deciding what to do in my career. Um, I had been in government at the federal level and at the state level for a long time. And was just kind of at that place in life where I had the opportunity to try something new and kind of take a risk. And I did that. And so I ended up leaving government, leaving a really good job, great benefits, and starting my own business. And so I had left. I was partnering with some folks that are in the tech space. And we kind of took like the work that they were doing in different parts uh, of Ohio and the work I was doing here, had, or the, the career that I had built here in Columbus. We ended up kind of combining together and working. And so we were a, a small consultancy working with small businesses, startups, completely new to me. And I mean, this was a space that I had never really worked only with private sector businesses before. And I really enjoyed it. It was so fun to see all the different things that were happening across Ohio. But in the process of it, again, I was in Columbus. My business partner was in Cleveland. We had you know friends and kind of business colleagues all across Ohio. We kept hearing a few things over and over, and it didn't matter if we were talking with startup folks or people in big corporations or something in between. The first was people were generally extremely well-connected. You and I are both in Columbus now, and we could probably play one degree of separation where we probably know what's happening in town, what's like the latest in tech, who's working on what. If you and I share something and you didn't know about it or I didn't know about it, it's like one degree of separation at the most. But what we found, and this is like with my worldview of only working on things from a state perspective, we found that it was really difficult to know what was going on in different pockets of Ohio. So you and I are in Columbus. And typically, as we'd be like, have you ever gone to Cleveland? It's like, nope. You ever been to Cincinnati? Nope. Toledo, Youngstown, Akron, Canton, you name it. And so this like sense of incredible local communities, but can be sometimes very siloed based on what city you're in, kept popping up and people would say, yeah, it's really difficult for me to go to a different part of Ohio. And I'm maybe I'm from Cleveland, and I'm, but I'm more likely to go to Detroit or Pittsburgh or Chicago or New York than I am to maybe go to Columbus or certainly Cincinnati. Uh, and you could say the same thing in southwestern Ohio where they might go south as opposed to north. And so 
that was kind of like this first piece of like, okay, there's got to be a better way to just connect what's going on and raise awareness and just make it easier for people to build networks, you know, open up new market opportunities, you name it. And then the second piece, again, which we kept hearing from people working at startups all the way up to big co's and everything in between was for all the great work that's happening in Ohio. We're not Silicon Valley. We're not Boston. We're not Seattle. We're not New York City, nor do we want to be. But that can oftentimes that we all know, like we just don't get the attention that we probably deserve because there's incredible work happening here. And so there was this like awareness challenge where we kept hearing, boy, it'd be really nice if people knew what was going on or I wish more people knew about the work I was doing. So it was kind of like an awareness challenge. And so taking those two things, we just this small group of business colleagues and friends that are just interested in tech and have a passion for building businesses and what that can mean for Ohio said, well, what can we do about it? And we slowly but surely started like looking around, seeing what was out there, realized pretty much everything in Ohio and tech exists like regionally. So it's a ton of regional collaboration, which is tremendous. We looked across Ohio and said that, oh, wow, there's actually all these other sectors and industries that have statewide organizations, have statewide connectivity groups, um, but that didn't really exist for tech. And then we looked across the country and saw that there were groups like Ohio X in most other states. And so we saw them in North Carolina and Colorado and Washington State and Oregon, Georgia. I mean, you name it, they're in most other states. And we said, okay, there's like a blueprint here where this works for other sectors and industries in Ohio. And there's a blueprint here where it works for tech in other states. So like, let's combine all of this and just see if we can do what works in these other states, take the best of what we see bring it here, but put the Ohio spin on it and something that solves the challenges unique to us. And let's just build it and grow it. And that's how Ohio X was born. And we love the fact that it was a nonprofit because you could build this in a million different ways, but hopefully it has staying power for not just years, but decades. And that's something that we see across sectors and industries. So right now, this past year, living in COVID, groups like the Ohio Hospital Association and the Ohio Realtors Group, they've been doing incredible work for their members and for their sectors and industries. And a lot of those have been around for decades upon decades. And so I hope that the same thing happens with Ohio X, where hopefully in 20 years, if I'm not involved, it's still going strong and it's still doing incredible work for the state. Yeah, it's it's incredible to see um, just the level of connections that are being made. Uh, so our company, AWH, is a an Ohio X member, and I can just tell you from personal experience, I've already made connections in Cleveland and Cincinnati and actually down in Portsmouth, Ohio. I'm just meeting all sorts of people from, from different regions and different cities which I don't know if I otherwise would have ever come across. And, you know, we get to have conversations about innovation and startups and the communities and ecosystems and how to help each other. And, you know, uh, I <laughs> make intros and, you know, yeah. they, they throw ideas at me. So I, I just love what you're doing. And I think, you know, it's definitely a need because someone in Columbus may have no idea what's going on and say, you know, Youngstown, not to pick on any particular city, but just, you know, just from a sheer, uh, like distance standpoint, it, be- it becomes hard to connect with people unless you have some kind of uh, medium for connecting. So I think it's really awesome what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned like Youngstown and 
I think that's like kind of a, a natural thing where it's it's not close. It's like two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes from Columbus to Youngstown where we're talking if we were to get in a car now and drive. But the work that's happening there with like electric vehicles and electric batteries, which it ha- now has this nickname of Voltage Valley because it's traditionally known as Mahoning Valley. So Voltage Valley is this new nickname mm-hmm. where Lordstown Motors, which is an electric vehicle manufacturer, LG or GM General Motors and LG Kim. It's a joint uh, joint partnership, joint venture that's building this uh, battery plant and facility, which is going to be vital to GM's recent commitment to going to all electric vehicles by I think 2035. And so that's like, I think a perfect example of like, there's this incredible activity happening in one part of the state, but that doesn't mean that companies in Cincinnati or Dayton or Columbus or other parts of the state can't tap into that because I mean, that's the wave of the future. You know, Tesla's, you know, we've seen the, 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 the rocket ship that their stock's been on and just what they're doing and Elon Musk, how he's pushing all this stuff forward. Uh, but some of that work's happening here in Ohio, both for, you know, the batteries that are required for it and the actual production of trucks and vehicles. And so hopefully, you know, there's an opportunity for businesses that are, you know, here in, here in Columbus, like yours or in other parts of the state that can tap into it because, there's going to be an incredible opportunity around it, and it would be sure awesome if if Ohio could play a, a big role in it. Yeah, and you know, you're someone now at this point where you've you've kind of been involved in a bunch of these different communities, and you're working on making these connections. And I, I guess my my question is, what do you get a sense uh, about what what is your sense about like what are we we doing well like what should people be aware of like what's happening like you mentioned Lordstown Motors and you know Voltage Valley and that sort of stuff I'm curious like what is your your take on the state in general and where people should be looking Yeah so I think it's it 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 kind of all comes back to what Ohio's good at and what has been building here for decades and in some cases generations. And so we're in Columbus. So the first one I always share is the obvious one for people that live in central Ohio, and that's insurance and insure tech. And the hub that's been built here over the past few years and, and really longer before that, because all these things, all these six, all these overnight success stories aren't <laughs> overnight. They take many, many years, but they can seem like overnight if you're kind of following from afar. So insurance. And I would say, there's an opportunity not just for Columbus, which is well on its way uh, and has truly established itself as an insure tech hub, but also Cleveland. Uh, there's progressive insurance up there. Cincinnati has insurance, legacy insurance companies. And so I think that's a true opportunity for the state where Columbus is leading. Another big one are these innovation districts, which are popping up in Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati and being built. And so for people that aren't familiar with them, the state of Ohio, uh, Governor DeWine, Lieutenant Governor Husted, and Jobs Ohio came together with local players in each of those three markets and are building innovation districts. And so the, the common anchors, again, are the state of Ohio and Jobs Ohio. But if you go to each one, the anchor institutions are higher education and healthcare systems. And so in Columbus, it's like Nationwide Children's Hospital, Ohio State leading the way. You go up to Cleveland, it's university hospitals, the Cleveland Clinic. Case Western Reserve, Cleveland State. And so these innovation districts are becoming, you know, real things and they're breaking ground and they're, you know, huge and huge 
construction commitments, huge investments, and it's just capitalizing on what we already have and, and the bedrock institutions like universities and hospital systems. And so the innovation districts will be huge. Healthcare, because again, what I just mentioned. So I think we're seeing more and more health tech. And again, in Columbus, there's examples like Olive and some others. And then up in Cleveland, MedPilot was was a company that that was started actually in New York City. And the founders are from Cleveland. They moved back to Cleveland. They were recently acquired. So I think we're going to see more in health tech electric vehicles because of uh, Northeastern Ohio, Voltage Valley. And then also just things like manufacturing tech are obviously big. And so like Drive Capital, they've they've put a big thesis around investing in a lot of companies that serve customer bases based in the Midwest. So we've seen manufacturing tech. And another one that I haven't spent a ton of time in, but there's got to be a bunch out there. And I know a few examples, but is agriculture because agriculture is a huge driver of Ohio's economy. And most of the state, if you drive on I-71 or 75 or 70, uh, you're going to see farmland. And so I think there's a ton around food and water and agriculture that our state could potentially offer. And I know groups like Ohio State and others that focus on that and have interests in, in that type of sector and industries um, are doing a lot. So again, I think, you know, to summarize, it's what are we good at? And you're seeing action around that. Yeah. So, you know, you've got this this background in, in government and you talked about how government is playing a role in these innovation districts and that sort of stuff. What do you get? A, uh, what is your take on like how how companies can get involved with these sorts of initiatives or like if they want to engage with government? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say one is Jobs Ohio has done an incredible job of making innovation and things like tech a real big focus. And so they, they should get a ton of credit for the work that they've done and bringing that along. There's also a ton of ways for private sector and industry to partner and coordinate with Ohio universities and higher education. And so that's obviously, you know, not necessarily just the public sector, but there's a you know, public tax dollars at work. And so there's things out there called like the Ohio Innovation Exchange, uh, which is ohioinnovationexchange.gov, I believe. And I'll, I'll probably get that wrong. But if you just Google Ohio Innovation Exchange, it'll pop up. But it's basically six universities which have built this online portal where businesses can go and find experts, they can find services, they can find equipment that exists on campuses across Ohio. And that allows businesses and industry to tap into some of this stuff. And so you can find these experts and the resources that you need to grow and to innovate right here in Ohio. And so like, that's a perfect example. And then that kind of types into these innovation districts, all the different work that's happening. And so I think there's like an, a ton of things that, that are going on. There's, you know, so much intellectual property, so much tech commercialization that's being spun out. The state's doing a ton around that. There's Innovate Ohio, uh, which is looking not just at what's happening in state government, but also on campuses. So there's really a, a ton of things that are going on. And you know, I'm biased and I'm, I'm sure you are too, because like we're living in it now. But I think like the past year or so, and maybe even like it's like six or eight months at this point, because I feel like in the fall, things really, you know, started to, there was like all these big announcements and news. Mm. Um there's just been so much incredible momentum in Ohio. And to think For that sure. all of this is happening in the middle of a pandemic and probably the most difficult year that most people, most Ohioans have lived in is really, you know, it's exciting. And it's also just like, 
I think inspiring to show like what has happened and what has been built and what is continuing to be built in a really, really difficult year. Yeah. And it's, it's almost perplexing how those two things can happen at the same time. It's almost like a a tale of two cities where, you know, we have tremendous hardship going on with 2020 and yet at least from my perspective in Columbus, the it, it feels like a boom town in terms of the startup activity, yeah. just f- from the number of startups that are moving to Columbus and the investments that are being made by VCs like Drive. And then, you know, some of our, our, our big exits that we've had with companies going public. It's, it's, it's a, in that respect, it's an, a very exciting time to be in Columbus and to be in Ohio. So really cool to 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 be a part of that and benefit from that i guess my my one question for you is you know as you're envisioning the future for ohio and these different communities and stuff what do you hope to see like let's say i don't know this might be too far down the road but like (laughs) like five or ten years down the road yeah that's a great question um and i have no problem kind of like you know, doing moonshot uh, here, but <laughs> I, I truly believe that Ohio, and again, I'm, I, I am not unique in saying this and, and many people smarter than me have been saying and, and doing this and acting on it for, for years before me. So uh, I don't want to act like this is my idea, but I truly believe Ohio has the potential to be a world leading American leading innovation and tech hub. And mm. That might sound a little weird that like it's a state and not a city, but, uh, you know, the Bay Area, like that's a big physical geographic location. And I think with time, we're starting to see transportation becoming easier. And so, you know, we have these highway systems and at some point, you know, we're probably all in our Teslas or some other electric vehicle where you're able to commute from city to city without having to physically drive you're kind of like a you know a passenger as opposed to the driver so you're able to do things like work or maybe leave earlier and then you can eat breakfast in the car or dinner or whatever take calls and work but i truly think you know and we're seeing it on campuses now with some of these things like this innovation exchange and the innovation districts and some of the stuff that's going on with like intellectual property and tech commercialization that all these, you know, especially Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati are all connected, you know, I-71. So there's that geographic and physical connectivity, but there's also that connectivity between what's happening in all the cities. And so healthcare, I mean, if you take Cleveland Clinic, Ohio State, Nationwide Children's, Cincinnati, UC, and like the, the Cincinnati Children's, that's among, I mean, wh- where else in the world can you go for such high quality healthcare? And so that to me means that there's so much business opportunity to support it, to innovate around it, to bring new technologies to market. And so that's like a big one. We're already seeing it with insurance. And so I think you're going to see insurance in this insure tech hub of Columbus start spreading to Cleveland and uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati, where they're able to kind of in some ways become hubs themselves, but it's Ohio as this destination. And then also, you know, financial services, there's a ton of banking and ton of financial services in the state. So I think we see these things that we're already good at again, financial services, manufacturing, insurance, healthcare, and that's what Ohio is going to become known for. And there's going to be incredible opportunities where people are moving from those big coastal hubs, to join companies here, to join institutions here, to build businesses here, because the work-life balance is 
so much better than if you're on the east or west coast. You can buy a house that doesn't, you know, it's not a million dollars with no backyard and like one and a half bathrooms. Uh, you can have a yard. You can be close to family. And so I'm just so bullish around those those areas. And I think they've already been building. And I think more and more people will just be finding out about it. Yeah, totally. So I want to give you uh, the opportunity just to, you know, for people that are listening that want to learn more about Ohio X or might be considering joining, I guess, what would be your, your quick kind of like, hey, here's why you should join Ohio X and like, where can they do it? Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone's listening, wants to learn more, we're just at ohiox.gov. The mission of our, our nonprofit and is to help build Ohio into a, a leading tech hub. And so what we do in the areas we focus in are connecting, promoting, and advocating. So we try to make it easier for companies, for ideas, uh, for leaders to grow, grow their networks and spread their ideas, build what they're working on. On the promoting, we tell the stories of the people, companies, and ideas building Ohio's future through technology because so much of it starts with awareness. And if people aren't aware incredible leaders exist or incredible ideas or companies, that's a really tough place to start. And then advocacy where we can work with government and be a voice and a connector between the technology industry, the innovation industries and public sector leaders, because uh, most, you know, most, most, most elected officials, and you kind of see it when Mark Zuckerberg goes up in front of Congress, uh, they, they don't come from tech backgrounds. And so there's so much education that can happen there. And we're doing a ton of work in things like workforce development to make sure that we have that tech pipeline that companies need in order to grow and thrive here. We're doing a, st- a, a ton of stuff around hopefully helping startups. Uh, so it's easier to go from zero to one. And so we have a ton of stuff going on. We're, we're incredibly grateful of you know companies like yours and, and folks like yourself and Ryan that make our work possible and that are already doing this work. Because again, you, you, you all have been terrific leaders and like building an AWH of community connectors in Columbus and in central Ohio. And so we want to help companies like yours make it easier to do business across the entire state of Ohio, all 88 counties, all major metro regions, um, because we think that that makes Ohio stronger. If there's an opportunity to do business with an Ohio company. Uh, we love that. Awesome. Well, Chris, this is super fascinating. Uh, you know, we got some, some bites for the innovation bites podcast here. And, you know, I'm sure people can, can check out your, your website if they want to learn more about Ohio X, but thanks so much for coming on the podcast. And I look forward to doing it again sometime. Yeah. Thank you, Lucas. This was a ton of fun and, uh, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Need some help with product? AWH is a digital product consulting, user experience, and software development firm here to help you create great digital products. Check out www.awh.net or follow us on Twitter at AWHnet to learn more.